I know. <laughs> they, they, they tell you that my uh, letters, that they're weighty, <laughs> forceful. They tell you that in person, though, <laughs> I'm weak. All those false teachers you've been listening to tell you that uh, my speech, well, it's, uh, it's unimpressive. I'm not very eloquent. That's the reason why I'm here this morning. <laughs> uh, the reason why I'm here is to show you that I'm the same person, whether it's uh, in my letters or whether I'm here standing in front of you. Listen, don't take me as a fool. But if you must, allow me to be as foolish as those teachers that you're listening to. <laughs> I mean, I, I am embarrassed, really, to have to, well, give you my accomplishments. But uh, it goes against my, my better nature. It goes against my better judgment. But you, you give me no choice. You. You of all people, you, the church of Corinth. You who are so wise, you know, so sophisticated, so cosmopolitan. This church, you know, you have such deep spiritual insight. And yet I, I declare today... You have been fooled. You've been fooled by those super apostles. <laughs> you have listened to their boasting. You've allowed them to take away your freedom in Christ with their, their rules and their, their, their regulations. <laughs> You've allowed them in their dogmatic way to emotionally and psychologically as, as well as spiritually to, to abuse you. And, and, and above all, you've paid them to do it. So I'm here this morning to, well, to, to give you my credentials. Uh, evidently, that's all you listen to. I guess I, I've got to do what the Proverbs, the lesson from Proverbs that says, uh, you, you know, sometimes it's necessary to answer a fool with his own folly. So let me begin. L l let me begin by just giving you my heritage, my, my background. <laughs> uh, um, I, I know your, your teachers, they, they tell you that the more Jewish you are, uh, the better apostle you are. I'm not, I'm not really sure what uh, being Jewish has to do with, with, with being an apostle. But uh, if that's the criteria, then I got I to gotta tell you, I'm, a, I'm as Jewish as you can get. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up speaking Aramaic. I also speak Hebrew, you know, the language of the Pharisees, the very religious. I was born in the tribe of Benjamin, Circumcised on the third day. As to keeping the law, <laughs> uh, my record, it, it speaks for itself. Uh, I, there's no fault found in my standing as a, as a Pharisee. 
I'm a descendant of Abraham. And let me tell you, if, if, if any of this has helped <laughs> improve your opinion of me, then I've got to tell you, my pedigree, it, it's impeccable. Let me also uh, tell you about my calling. I mean, I know those teachers that you're listening to, they, they boast about being servants of Christ. <laughs> I'm not sure I really believe them. But if it comes to serving Christ, my resume, I mean, it's, it, it's complete and it's, it's lengthy. I mean, I have been a motivated a servant of, of God's for years. I have, I have traveled the Roman Empire and planting churches and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know there are some of you. Some of you who say, well, Paul, Paul, uh, uh, I, I, what proof do you have of your faithful service of Jesus Christ? Well, how about, uh, how about prison? How about, how about beatings? How about the fact that I have faced death? I've looked death in the face I mean, a number of times. Those of you who are, who are Jewish, I mean, you know the regulation. You know the tradition of, of keeping the law that a criminal is is to be given one minus 40 lashes, right? I mean, the accusers will take that heavy leather whip with the three thongs, uh, you know, leather thongs at the end. And to each of those thongs, they have tied uh, pieces of rock or metal, or maybe sometimes glass. <laughs> they've, they've taken that, that whip and they've flogged that criminal 39 times. I mean, some of you, I know, you, you've seen it. You've been there. You've heard the screams. You, you, you've seen the blood. And my guess is, you always were glad you weren't on the other end of that whipping. Can I tell you? Five times. Five times I have been on the end of that whip. I have the scars on my back to prove it. Those of you who are uh, Greek, right? Uh, you, you know the punishment that they give to criminals? How they take that, that, <laughs> that wooden rod and they, they beat that criminal with that wooden rod. Three times I've been beaten. I've been beaten as punishment for, for following Christ. You, you say, but Paul, Paul, you, you're a Roman citizen. That shouldn't happen to you. I agree, I know, but it has. Three times I've been punished because of my faithful service to the one true God. I'll tell you, not only have I received a whipping, and not only have I, have I been beaten by that long wooden rod, but, but my um, persecution has also taken place by, by mob violence. Uh, one time, I remember, I was in the city of Lystra. A mob surrounded me, dragged me, carried me out of, the, out of that city, threw me in a, in a pit, planning to stone me to death. 
They, they grabbed all of these, these rocks and these boulders and they, they, they threw them down on top of me until they thought I was dead. I wasn't sure exactly how I, I, I survived. But God, in his grace, somehow, some way, allowed me to get up and walk away. I my journeys around the Roman Empire, following God's leading, wherever he would lead me to go. I've also haven't been immune to natural disasters. Three times I've been shipwrecked. <laughs> One time, I remember, I... I was floating out there in the open sea, just grabbing a hold of a plank, wondering if I'd ever be rescued. In my travels, I have gone through places where there were no roads. I've slipped and fallen as I've tried to cross raging rivers where there were no no bridges. (laughs) I've been attacked by thieves multiple times. Thieves who have discovered that it's... uh, uh, the, the money that a preacher carries spends as easily as the money anybody else has. <laughs> uh, now, I've been attacked, but not only out in the open country. I, I've been attacked also in, in, in the city, by, uh, sometimes by fellow Jews, other times by, by, by Gentiles, <laughs> still other times, unbelievable as it, as it might be, by those who, who claim to be uh, Christ followers. You say, Paul, uh, how, are you, how are you still standing? <laughs> how are you still getting around? I contest. It's only by the, by the grace of God. I look out on you today. So many of you are well-dressed. I've got decent clothes on as well. But can I tell you that there are some days, some nights, I've had nothing? Nothing. No clothes. No food. (laughs) Serving Christ, I've been out there. Cold. Nothing to drink. No sleep. Remember at nights. Cold nights. I've been out in the open. Cold. Naked. Shivering. Waiting just for the sun to, to rise. But I got to tell you, the, the physical torment, the physical punishment, the persecution, <laughs> that's not the worst of it. The worst of it has, has been the emotional weight of the, of the worry and concern that I, I have for, for you, for other saints around the, the, the Roman world. I get a, a letter from the... Church of Thessalonica, and I hear about one more person that's been taken, one more <laughs> been thrown into prison. I, I think about the brothers and sisters in Philippi and wondering if, if they're even going to have enough food to put on the table. <laughs> I think about the saints in Ephesus trying to serve God in that, that pagan city just getting abused over and, and over again. <laughs> I understand. 
what they're going through, the, the suffering of the persecution that they're experiencing, because I've experienced it myself, and so I pray for them. I pray for those saints, I, like I pray for you, with a love that overflows from the heart. I mean, you know my story, right? You know how on my way to Damascus, um, that's when I became a Christian. And as soon as the religious Jewish leaders found out that I was now a Christ follower, they, they did their best to try to throw me into prison. I mean, literally, I became a prisoner in that city of Damascus. Oh, it was that cold night. I'll never forget it. Dark night. The clouds covered the, the moonlight. <laughs> and on that night, the once proud Saul of Tarsus, who had come into that city, <laughs> yeah, with friends, with influence, with dignity, <laughs> was now forced to leave that city in the middle of the night being taken over the wall by a rope, like a, <laughs> letting down like, like I was a, a loaf of bread in order for me to sneak away. I know. Some of you are cynics still. <laughs> you say, well, Paul, Paul, you're exaggerating your stories. Can I tell you? I'm not doing anything of sort. I'm minimizing all that I have gone through in service of Christ and in the gospel. From the very beginning, God told me, Paul, you, you're going to face suffering. You're, you're going to face humiliation. And I have faced it all along. Listen, I... I know what your teachers tell you. Those teachers, those false teachers, they, they, they boast about their visions, they boast about their, their revelations. <laughs> and they question, why hasn't Paul had any visions or, or revelations? As though visions and revelations somehow, you know, qualify you as, a, as an apostle. Well, I don't know if it will really be of any benefit, but uh, let me tell you about a, okay, no, let me tell you about a man I know. <laughs> this man, <laughs> he was uh, 14 years ago. He, he, was, he was caught up uh, by God in, into the third heaven. You know, it, was a, it was a place of paradise, a place where God himself resides. I don't know if he was caught up in, in, in his body or if it, was, if it was just in a vision. But he saw things there that were indescribable. Things that uh, he couldn't put into words. In fact, he was commanded never to put them into words. Now, listen, that's a man I can boast about. <laughs> because... Uh, uh, Having visions and, and, and revelations, that doesn't reflect on anyone's accomplishments. No, that, that reflects on, on God's mercy. That re reflects on God's indescribable glory. 
And I'm convinced, God, knowing, knowing my ego, knowing my, my personality, he knew that um, I would become proud, uh, conceited if I boasted of such visions. <laughs> yeah. I've seen things, you know, seen things, heard things that very few have ever seen. And, and so God, he allowed Satan since that time to torment me, to... Uh, Buffet me, to, to allow me to, to suffer all sorts of, of, of things. Three times, three separate occasions since then, I have, I have fallen flat on my face in front of God and I've pleaded with him, God, take away my suffering. God, take away my pain. I can't stand it any longer. And each time, <laughs> each time God has responded, Paul, Paul, it's by my grace you've been saved. Paul, it's by my grace you've been called to be an apostle. Paul, it's by my grace you've been given these visions and these revelations. That should be sufficient for you, Paul. No, I'm not going to take away your suffering. Paul, focus on my grace, not your suffering. <laughs> You know, and God said something to me that completely revolutionized my life. I mean, transformed my whole mindset. He said to me, Paul, it's through your weakness. Paul, it's, it, it's through your, your suffering, it's through your pain that I choose to display my glory my power. <laughs> when God revealed that to me, I, I, it was incredible. I mean, I, I thought about my, my forefathers. I thought about Abraham. You know, Abraham, there was that time when God said to Abraham, you, Abraham, you're going to have all of this land and, and I'm going to give you... Thousands of descendants. You got to remember when God told Abraham that, Abraham didn't have anything. He, he had no children, no land. And then God said, Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations and this is all going to be yours. And it wasn't until Abraham was old and his wife Sarah was old and, and they were past the age of being able to have their own children. It was then, in their weakness, that God gave them Isaac. God, in, in, in our weaknesses, he wants to display his power. And, and then I thought, I, I thought about the, I, I thought about my people, Israel. <laughs> how they were leaving Egypt and, 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 they, and they turned and, and they came to that big body of water, the Red Sea. They looked behind them and there was the army of Egypt coming after them. 
I mean, they were in a completely vulnerable position. They, they were completely militarily weak. They were ready to give up and to quit and to, uh, to surrender. And it was then in their weakness that God parted that Red Sea and allowed them to walk through. <laughs> and then I, I thought about that strong man, uh, Samson. It wasn't until, well, his hair was clipped and his eyes were poked out and he was being treated like an animal. He was brought out to put on display by the Philistines so they could jeer at him and mock him and ridicule him. And it was there in his weakness, maybe for the very first time, Samson looked up to heaven And he cried out, God, God, help me. And God, in the midst of Samson's weakness, enabled him to kill more Philistines in that one moment than he killed all of his life. (laughs) It was a, a lesson that God taught throughout all of history. God, he, he chooses to work through our weaknesses, through our sufferings, to put on display his glory, his power. (laughs) So, listen, brothers and sisters in Christ, do not be fooled by those, those false teachers. Don't be fooled by them. Don't let them uh, focus on just the, the good things in life. Don't let them show you that, say that it's only valid is when you have successes in life and not through your sufferings, not through your pain. Yes, I know we all want to have a good life. We all want happiness. We all want joy. We all want to live a life free from, from hassles. But God says that he sees it most fit to not work that way. Now, God, he wants to put on display through our sufferings, through our weaknesses, through our pain, through our hardships, and yes, even through our death, he wants to put on display his power. Because it is through, in the midst of our strength, our, 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 our struggles, that God's power is pitched like a tent over us for the world to see. Huh. Oh. Listen, don't allow these false teachers to fool you anymore. And believe me, as children of Jesus Christ, children of the King, it's not only through the good gifts of the Heavenly Father that you receive. No, instead, it's oftentimes through the difficulties. It's through the struggles. It's through the sufferings that God wants to display His glory. 
Because that's how God works. That's how God works is through his, show his power through our weaknesses. Friends, indeed, that is good news for the weak. May God bless you.